Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and this week we have a very special interview with the director of this week's episode of Fear the Walking Dead, Aisha Tyler. Um, as you might know from Aisha's world, she's a huge Walking Dead super fan, and she was really excited about being able to bring an episode of the show to life, which is cool. I mean, who doesn't want to go and direct an episode of The Walking Dead uh, or any of the spinoffs? I think it would just be so much fun. So uh, so I had a chance to talk with her this week about bringing this episode to life, and uh, so we're going to get to that very shortly. Um, obviously, this week was a huge, huge week for Fear the Walking Dead. Um, we've all still been reeling from the loss of John Dory, and um, you know, obviously we miss Garrett Dillahunt so much. But, um, but yeah, this episode was kind of a chance to eulogize him in such a big way because it's, it, things happened way too fast. We didn't get a chance to say goodbye. So in this week's episode, episode 613, JD, we, we meet John Dory Sr. And, um, Keith Carradine has joined the cast and he's absolutely brilliant in the role. And I'm actually really excited to see what comes from this this partnership. I think that he's the kind of person who is going to bring something different to the show. I mean, it's his presence has been teased so frequently in John through John Dory Jr.'s story. Um, you know, he talked about his dad. He talked about you know, following in his father's footsteps, but not having a close relationship to him because there was this case that that his father was working on that kind of tore him apart. And lo and behold, this case is tied to the case that was, you know, back before the world fell apart is tied to what's going on now. There's this crazy serial killer cult leader, and we know that to be Teddy from the group that paints that graffiti all over the place. Um, so he's been tracking them, and it's it's fascinating to think that this has all been happening, you know, in and about this world. And I think it's it's going to be really interesting to learn more about what John John Dory Senior has been doing all these years. Um, you know, and I know there's probably people out there saying like, well, it doesn't make sense that he didn't connect with his son. Well, actually, it did. And in, in, in John's final episode, uh, you know, they do kind of clarify that. 
that he left. I mean, he has not been part of John Dory's life for decades. So there really isn't any reason that he would know who his son was. Like if he saw him, he wouldn't necessarily know that it was his son. So in a weird way, very sad way, they could have run into each other at some point. Um, not saying they did or that they ever, you know, that, that was ever something that, that happened. But, um, you know, there's there's no reason to think that, that they couldn't have seen each other and just not realized who they were. And it makes it really sad. Um, I think this was an incredible episode for Jenna Elfman. I think she was able to, you know, that letter she read just was so powerful and, and it was so perfect for the moment because we just, we, like I said, we didn't get a chance to talk about John's death too much because things just kept happening. So this was the chance that we had to, you know, to really see that he's gone and we may never see the cabin again. And that part of the story is now over. And now we move on to kind of this, you know, we're moving episode 613. So only three more episodes left until the story is over for the season. So Whatever is going to happen is going to happen, and it's going to be big. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. While June had her closure, there was also, uh, we had Sherry and Dwight kind of tagging along, as, as it were. And Sherry reveals that the reason she can't stay in Texas or wherever it is they are at this point Uh, is that she feels she needs to go back to Alexandria and kill Negan. She has no idea what's been going on. Nobody does um, since the end of season eight. But she wants to go back and and kill Negan, which is an interesting thing because so much time has passed that they have no idea if he's alive or dead at this point. But that's what she was going to do. And that's what she was gearing up to do before she realized, hey, I've got everything I need right here we can start over and she and Dwight have this really beautiful kind of rekindling of their relationship and they're going to start over. And it was a really powerful moment when June hands, hands Dwight the rings back because Dwight was the one who gave her the rings or gave the rings to John and into June so that they could start a life together. And so symbolically she's doing the same for him because he has a chance to do that. And John is now gone. So there was a lot in this episode, a lot of, you know, a lot of Easter eggs and callbacks to earlier moments. And there was just, there was a lot. And, you know, and again, meeting John Dory Sr. was so cool. And I think it it was so neat at the end when, when Morgan was so excited to, to meet him, you know, and he welcomed June back and, and they're going to all let bygones be bygones and, you know, focus on this new threat. And I'm really excited to see what happens next week, because I really think that, you know, I mean, things are really building up and, and I have, I have thoughts. I'm sure everybody has thoughts, you know, what that key could do. Um, I'm thinking something, something nuclear, you know, submarines are, are nuclear things. And, you know, if it has anything to do with that submarine that's parked in the sand, wherever it is, then, uh, you know, maybe there's something to it. I also think it would be really interesting, and I'm, I'm just kind of thinking this off the cuff, I think it would be really interesting because I believe that the Pennsylvania, which is that, that ship, submarine thing, um, I'm pretty sure that is in Galveston, and that's where Charlie's parents were vacationing. I think that's where they were going or on their way to. Wouldn't it be crazy if we 
ran into them as walkers. That would be weird. Mind blowing. But I digress. We have no idea. But I really do want to jump into this interview that I did with Aisha Taylor. And, you know, it's it's always fun when you talk to directors who are fans of the show. In a lot of cases, directors just sign on for an episode because that's what they do. You know, you go around and there's plenty of shows and they usually bring in guest directors as opposed to having a regular director. <clears throat> so we have Aisha coming in and and directing this episode and you can just tell her enthusiasm is infectious and she is so excited about this episode and you know I mean she had a little bit of everything when you think about it she had chases and horses and gun battles and drama and emotions she had everything so it was really cool to to get a chance to talk to her so we're going to jump right into that um but first i need to make an announcement uh we have a new sponsor this month and it is manscaped yes manscaped yes you have heard of manscaped you've probably heard of one of their their biggest prod products ever uh that would be the lawnmower they have a new version that's out and right now if you use if you use promo code fansighted20 when you go to manscaped.com you can get 20 percent off your order and free shipping that's fansighted20 at manscaped.com now i don't know much about manscaping per se i mean i do but you know I want to make this relatable to The Walking Dead because that's what I do. And they said I could go off script. So I would like to mention that I think that this would be a product that would be useful in the apocalypse. And let me tell you why. You know, there's that old saying, like, you always want to put on clean underwear in case you're in a car accident and, you know, you have to get rescued by paramedics and whatever. Think if you became a walker and you were in the apocalypse, and you forgot to put your pants on that day, wouldn't it be great to know that you were all groomed? Like, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Plus, I, I feel like with all the humidity and the heat in that region, the region of the country, I mean, I think that it would be a really good thing to have the ability to keep everything nice and trimmed. So... Like I said, go to manscaped.com, use code fansided20, and you will get 20% off your order and free shipping. So make sure you do that. And now, without further ado, because I certainly digressed a little bit on that one, please enjoy this interview with director Aisha Taylor, who directed this episode of Fear the Walking Dead, episode 613, JD. Hi, Aisha. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It is such a pleasure to speak with you. I'm so excited. This episode was just so phenomenal. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's, um, you know, it's so funny because it's, um, you know, with, with Fear, a show like Fear, it, it's, a lot of people don't realize that it's not done, you know, there, there aren't sets. You're not in an enclosed space. You're out in the middle of nowhere. And mm -hmm. this this episode had so many different elements, you know, from um, you know, from the horses to the gun battle to chases to fights and, you know, intense emotions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it had everything. Mm -hmm. What was it mm -hmm. like, you know, bringing something like that to life, you know, in the middle of, you know, in the middle of a pandemic where, you know, filming is so difficult anyway, but there's just, there's so many different things that could make it complicated. And then it was just such a big episode in general. Um, you know, it was interesting. 
it was it was a really complex one and it was you know it was a great one just like you said i felt like we got to do everything and this was you know big emotions big action you know it really was a very classic kind of western episode you know and i think fear is the most western of of the shows in the walking dead universe so we really got to lean into that stuff but mainly and i wish this was i wish i had something more elegant it was just super fun <laughs> um <laughs> you know it was you know we we had a lot of challenges you know with the COVID restrictions, uh, we have a shorter work day. Um, we, you know, obviously there are all the, the, the PPE requirements and everything like that, but um, the nature of the episode, the nature that most, the fact that most of it took place out of doors, the fact that the whole episode essentially takes place over a single day also provided all these really great opportunities. And uh, it was just, it was so, it was just so much fun. I mean, I'm such a fan of this franchise. And so I was just mostly elated, but we had lots of setbacks, you know, we had, crazy weather we had lightning storms um we you know we had all kinds of things happen uh and we still were able to make a really extraordinary episode of tv and i mean that's a testament to how talented and, and um hard-working the crew and cast are of of fear and what extraordinary actors i got to work with on this episode it was just uh i don't know it was a delight i i want i want i wish i had something like <laughs> more granular for you but i just had a blast <laughs> Oh, that's just, but it's, it's also, it's really cool because, you know, clearly you are a fan of the show. So that, that speaks to, you know, your excitement speaks to what it was like, because there's, mm -hmm. you know, if you weren't a fan of the show, then like, oh God, it, you know, it wasn't, you know, it mm -hmm. wasn't that much, but it's, it's just so cool to hear how excited you are about it and, you know, how much, you know, you, you know about the universe. So that's, that's awesome in itself. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was really wonderful. <laughs> I think one of the, uh, you know, one of the, I love this, this anthology format they've been using this season, and it really allows to get into these really, uh, you know, deep dives into these characters, and um, just everybody's been nailing it so far this season. I mean, I have, there, there hasn't been a bad, there, there never is a bad performance, but I mean, they're just, it just, the the bar just keeps getting higher and higher. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the eulogy scene and you know, working with Jenna, you know, trying to to kind of eulogize. Can I get that word out? <laughs> it's too early for that word. Um, <laughs> eulogize John, uh, you know, and and, and you know, give him kind of the the send off that she hasn't been able to give him, um, you know, while just serving up this incredible performance. I mean, it just it comes across as so visceral and it just it, it's just so poignant. But you know, what was that? What was that? that like bringing that that scene to life well i mean you know i i kept even though i want to say two things i think that this episode was really a transformational episode obviously for june um really uh, an opportunity for her to set down finally her grief you know this grief and this anger that had been driving her um since john died and i kept referring to the episode as the john dory elegy but um, but it was it was both an elegy, you know, and an opportunity for us to say goodbye to John, and then an opportunity for us to to reintroduce ourselves to June, who had been really just mired in this in this grief. Um, and I really wanted to give the audience an opportunity to finally mourn along with her, because this is really the first time that she looks this this thing in the fa this fact in the face, which is that John is gone, and. Um, and she really, you know, she finally lets herself cry and, and mourn him. So for me, it was an opportunity for her character to do that. And then for the rest of us as, as viewers and as fans to, to get to say goodbye as well. So it was a really important episode. It was a really important scene. Um, 
and I really wanted to give it a weight and time and just to imbue it with a, a, a lot of um, just a lot of emotion you know it's it, we, he was a fan favorite and we all loved him as viewers and she loved him and you know really say goodbye to him in a in a in a substantial way was really important um jenna's just a rock star of an actor and you know knew exactly what how to do it so i kind of just set the table and backed away um and you know there was also the secondary thing which was that it was an opportunity for john dory senior to say goodbye to john dory jr and you know, he never got to see his son again after he left him as a child. That was really, you know, a painful moment for him. But, but she really gave him permission to mourn. And, and like I said, as viewers, we were able to be a part of that and to say goodbye along with her, say goodbye to John, say goodbye to the cabin. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows, but I think that might be the last time we ever see John Dory's cabin. So, it, you know, it, so many things happen there. So many, so many events pass through there. And, and that's where John and June met and fell in love. And, so it was just, um, I just wanted to make sure I gave those moments um, and those experiences with the characters just, you know, a real substantial um, amount of time. And in fact, you know, there was a bunch of really beautiful stuff that didn't make it to the episode because of time. I'm hoping that um, when it goes on to DVD, those scenes make it back into the show because um, they were really beautiful. And, that, you know, you're always kind of, your heart is always breaking with television because you never have enough time <laughs> for all the stuff that you want to do. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was just, you know, luckily for me, I just had some really extraordinary actors to work with and, um, and they gave, you know, us as, as fans, the opportunity to, to say goodbye along with them. That's so cool. It's so, it's so, it was such a perfect moment. Um, mm. you know, one question now that you've, now you've had this experience and, and it's, uh, I know another fan turned uh, director is, uh, in, in the Fear universe is Lou Diamond Phillips. And, and so mm -hmm. we've seen, you know, so many people, you know, kind of jump behind the camera. Um, but one of the things that's so, that, that's always been so inspiring about the Walking Dead universe at, at large is just the commitment to, um, you know, not only the commitment to diversity, but having women stepping into these roles. There's, and Fear has a great track record of, of women behind the camera. Now that you've had this experience, is this something that you'd like to be able to come back and, you know, either direct, you know, maybe get one of those, the, the final episodes of The Walking Dead, which sounds so weird to say, um, but the <laughs> final season of The Walking Dead, or, um, you know, if there's an opportunity in World Beyond or one of the spinoffs, I mean, is this, has this uh, whetted your appetite for more and, and more opportunities to direct in this universe? Well, I love The Walking Dead universe, and I'd love to come back. And uh, I'm definitely hoping that I get an opportunity to do that. Right now I'm juggling a lot of other directing jobs. So it's just about trying to figure out how to fit it all in. Um, but if, if I get the opportunity, I'd absolutely love to come back. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. Um, and could you just, uh, you know, just kind of as a, a final question, so I know we're, we're running short on time, but what was your, uh, like of, of the entire experience, you know, when you get on set as, as the director, what was, the most memorable thing that you'll take away from this experience? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, it's, there were just so many great experiences um, and so many great days. I, I, I want to single out something, but I, I, I want to say right away that it, you know, everything was really wonderful. I do think shooting that scene, saying goodbye to the cabin um, was really special. And I, you know, I, for me, as, like I said, as a viewer, as a fan, and then as a director, 
um, there is a, a little Easter egg in the episode that you have to kind of look very closely for, but all of the, the walkers were all metaphors for, for closure and for change. And so the if fans look a lot, all almost every walker in this episode represents something in one of the characters' lives or in the in the walking in walking dead world. But there's a Negan Walker in this episode. It's not Negan, but it's a walker that represents Negan. So I encourage people to look for that. And it was really fun to bury all those Easter eggs in the episode um, and to kind of give people a secondary story to unpack, like what does this say about for example, Sherry's finally giving up on her vengeance and, and then passing um, a walker that represents Negan on her path forward. So there's lots of really cool stuff in the episode like that. So it was really fun. Oh, so cool. So cool. <laughs> Aisha, thank it's been you. such a pleasure and, and thank you so much for this beautiful episode. And I, I really hope you get to come back and do more because it's just been fantastic. That was a pleasure. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. All right, we're back, and I hope you enjoyed that interview. It was so much fun talking with Aisha. Her energy is just so incredible, and you can tell that she really is genuinely a fan, and I think that just makes such a big difference. So I would love to see her in another another show, another episode of Fear the Walking Dead, maybe season seven, maybe World Beyond, maybe the final season of The Walking Dead, or even one of the spinoffs. I think that, that now that she's done one episode, I think she'll certainly be back for another, and I would love to see that. So thanks go out to Aisha Tyler for taking the time to speak with us. And uh, that is it for this week's episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. Um, I will say that I had a chance to sit down and talk with uh, Karen David and Michael E. Satrazimus last week. I'm making a little video for you guys. I'll have some clips for the podcast, but I think it's 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 a really cool video, and, and it's just always fun to have videos, so watch for that. It's going to be out this week, and we will be back with more discussion of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead later this week, and I do want to give a birthday shout-out to, Car- to Kari Payton and Angel Theory, both she's celebrating a birthday today, so happy birthday to both of you, and um yeah, hopefully you guys are having a good weekend. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, send us questions. And as always, be safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.